Welcome to Fast Break, presented by M3 Elevate. I'm Matt Cranny, and this is the show where we talk offensive and defensive business strategies with some of the most successful and insightful small business leaders. So if you're looking for great conversation and new ways to grow and protect your company, you're in the right place. There's no such thing as a small business. Every business is monumental for the people who lead and depend on it. At M3 Elevate, we have hundreds of policies, but only one mindset. Fuel your growth. Welcome to the Fast Break. I'm excited to share today's episode with all of you as we're going to dive into a topic that's incredibly relevant for every business owner, workplace wellness. According to a recent study by the American Psychological Association, 70% of employees report feeling stressed at work. And another study by the National Institute for Mental Health found that depression and anxiety are the leading causes of disability in the United States. These stats show that employee health and wellness is not just a nice to have, it's a business imperative. When employees are healthy and well, they're more productive, more engaged, and less likely to miss work. So on the fast break today, we're going to talk to two experts who live and work in the field of workplace wellness about how to create a healthy and thriving workplace. We'll cover topics like stress management, nutrition, exercise, mental health. So if you're interested in learning more about how to improve the health and wellness of your employees, then this episode is for you. Joining me today are Tyler Stuntebeck, M3's Population Health and Wellbeing Manager, and Ewan Finlater, General Manager and Personal Trainer at CrossFit Mojo, a CrossFit gym in Madison, Wisconsin, that encourages people to change your life with us. Tyler, Ewan, welcome to the Fast Break. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Matt. Perfect. So guys, let's jump right in. I want to give each of you a chance to introduce yourself. So if you could please share with our audience a little bit about you, your organization, and what role you currently play in helping small businesses and their employees address the topic of workplace wellness. Tyler, why don't we come to you first? Hey, thank you, Matt. I appreciate that. So as you stated in the intro, I'm Tyler Stonebeck, Population Health and Wellbeing Manager for M3. I spent the greater portion of the last 17 years in workplace wellness from everything from a large self-funded organization to health plans and some nonprofit work. My role at M3 for the past six and a half years, which has recently expanded, is to support our clients across that entire care continuum with programs, services, education. So as a business owner, you can consider that holistic approach, everything from building the culture of the organization all the way across that spectrum to chronic disease management. Myself and our team is there to support all of our clients through that entire programming. Awesome. Awesome. Glad to have you. Ewan, what about you? All right. Good morning, everybody. My name is Ewan Finlayser. Nice to meet you, Tyler. Thanks for having me, Matt. I am general manager and personal trainer at a new gym in Madison, Wisconsin called CrossFit Mojo. And it's my job to work on a one-to-one basis to help people live a healthy, fit, and happy life. And I really think that it's important to prioritize our own well-being first of all, so then we can best serve others. And that's where I think it's key for the workplace wellness to first think of ourselves, then help our team and workplace. So that's the kind of approach I'll be taking today. 
No, I love that. And in full disclosure, Ewan is also somebody that works with me. I get the chance to get yelled at by Ewan in all of the lovely ways that he does that on a daily basis. Ewan, it's great to have you on the podcast. Okay, before we dive into, I think, the practical advice and guidance that both of you will have, maybe first of all, we can help frame out why this issue of workplace wellness and employee wellness is just so critical at this time. It seems like every news site, blog, podcast right now really has a focus on this topic. And it seems that employees are increasingly looking to their employer to have a strategy here, maybe more now than ever before. I'm really curious to hear from both of you on why you think that is. So maybe Tyler, you can start us off there. Yeah, absolutely. I think with how much time you're spending at your organization, it's imperative for the organization to consider how they're supporting their employees from a holistic well-being approach. When you talk about culture building or attracting high-level talent, that's part of it. But how are you also retaining those employees and focusing in on, as you mentioned early on, nutrition, physical activity, mental health, financial well-being, and then like risk mitigation, right? Mm -hmm. So in my opinion, employees are searching for those additional benefits to support them in all walks of life, depending on where their challenges align or how they can support that future well-being or what I usually say to our clients is how can we enable your employees to live healthier lifestyles by making it the easy option. So we take in consideration environmental challenges, like where are you located as an organization, but also internally, what does that environment look like and how does that support your end user, your end employee in being healthy? Because when you spend 40 plus hours in the four walls and then now considering the hybrid approach a lot of organizations have taken, we want to tee up those employees to be, again, healthier and make it just easy for them. So I think it comes down to the amount of hours you spend at the work site, that culture you're trying to build as an organization, and then how do you match those together? Yeah, I love that. I remember when I started my sort of career journey, it was the mindset, I think, was very much there were two boxes, right? There was the work box and there was the everything else box. And I feel like what was happening maybe even before COVID and certainly accelerated during COVID is really the understanding that our lives are just one box with different pieces to it. And the sort of interconnectedness is what's really important. So that's a great point, Tyler. You and what about you? Why do you think this issue is so prevalent right now and so important? Yeah. Um I think you guys hit it right on the spot. It's we it everything is so interconnected. And I think we've realized that if we are supporting our health, our fitness, we can see direct benefits in the workplace. And we've just had a little bit more discussion about those benefits or lack of support. And we're bringing that to the forefront. And I think it's really exciting moving forward. Yeah. How do we make the right choice, the easy choice, right? Yeah. yeah. How, do we, yeah. how do we help our clients and our employees really think holistically about their wellness overall? So I... Thank you guys for helping us set the tone as we dive in. Obviously, as our audience knows at M3 and M3 Elevate, we focus on helping people with businesses play offense and focus on growth as well as defense and protection for their businesses. I'm hoping maybe you can each share a story about how you've seen small and growing businesses play offense and grow through thinking this way about their workplace wellness. Tyler, I can start with you. Yeah, absolutely. So one client in particular... They were struggling with recruiting, right? And that's a commonality, I would say, post-COVID is like, how do we get people into the four walls and staying there? We took kind of a 
again, I use, I'm going to overuse this word today, holistic, but we took a holistic approach and looked at some of their competitors, right? And what are they offering from a benefits package perspective and or some well-being extensions, whether that's mental health, maybe it's 401k, 403b from a financial well-being perspective. But we started to build out that culture piece and how do you drive and educate people on the benefits that you have to offer? Where are you located? Do you have access to fitness facilities? Do you have access to healthy nutrition, et cetera? We combined all that to showcase and highlight those benefits beyond the stereotypical medical and pharmacy benefits that you might see. So we wanted to be proactive in nature and get that information out as potential new hires and prospects came in so that we could showcase the entire benefits package. We laid it out, put it into a kind of a more of an infographic style document that was visually appealing. And then those individual prospects could go back and compare really apples to apples, right? So whether it was financial, whether it was mental health support through an EAP or local resources, we just amplified, again, what that organization was offering above and beyond some of their competitors. It's a, yeah, I love that, Tyler, right? It's, it's really getting to that question of how do you take a topic and allow it to put your business on the front foot and showing that you, as a business, as an entity, really, again, to your word, thinking holistically about the employee, thinking about all the value you could bring to them. If life is more of one box versus two now, how do we see the whole person, which includes not just their 40 hours in the office in a hybrid model, but includes all their other hours as well, just so that we can set them up to be the most successful and healthy person, not just employee. So I, I love that. You and what about you? Yeah, I like how you ended that. Like employees are people as well, right? Mm. We all feel the same feelings, same emotions, same difficulties, share the same celebrations. And tying that to an example of workplace wellness that I went through was we, we took on our next door neighbor client business and we just had them start coming to our gym. So the practical side of things here, fitness wise. And they just started Monday, Wednesday, Fridays for an hour at the gym, started off with just a couple people, but then those two people kept bringing one new person each week. And we slowly mm-hmm. saw this build because they were feeling, seeing the benefits. And what started is just coming in and moving for an hour of the day grew into something more, right? But then we started nutrition coaching once a month. We had health coaching office hours that we went into their business once a week and just we're there for anything, people to ask questions or talk about that nutrition goal for the month. Team cohesion, they always commented on how much more energy they had in the afternoon after our session. And they just felt more supported through having this kind of holistic approach and specific support option available to them. Yeah, I, oh man, what, a, what an incredible story. I love that because there's a couple of things I want to draw out from that story. One, I love how with organizations to start small, like start somewhere, mm-hmm. do something. And it doesn't have to be, hey, we're going to go from a zero to a 10 right away. It can just be like, hey, we're going to engage with an organization like CrossFit Mojo or, or M3 and try and figure out the first step. Just do something. And, and so I want our audience today to really sort of take that away and, hey, don't get overwhelmed by this topic. Do what you can. So I love your call out there. I think the other piece too is, just that sort of virtuous cycle of what happens when you get it right. It started yeah. off with, hey, we'll provide the benefit for our employees. But oh, what happened? The employees start talking to other employees. And then it's this virtuous cycle of like Tyler, you said at the start, making those best choices easy 
but it's also better when it's not just the organization that's telling you that this is a good choice. It's your friend and they're helping encourage yeah. you to, to make yeah. that right choice. Love that story. You and that's terrific. All right. I think this clearly, hopefully for our audience is seeing how this area is really one that can allow businesses of all sizes, but especially small and growing ones to stand out and differentiate themselves as incredible places to work with innovative and creative approaches. And we know how tough it is in the talent market right now. So we also know, though, that there are elements of workplace wellness that are foundational pieces that businesses have to have. So maybe I'm also hoping that you can each share a story about how you've seen businesses play defense, right, and protect their business and employees with their approach to workplace wellness. So maybe you and I'll come to you first on, on that one. Yeah, I first thought, I think Tyler mentioned this earlier, just having a system in place, just having something readily available, resources readily available for employees will be huge. And extending from that, my second thought would be just to have a clear path of communication to a conversation mm-hmm. available as much as you can for your employees. And my two first thoughts on what a best defense approach would be to them hopefully thrive yeah. off of that. Yeah, it's going back to that. Hey, are we even having this conversation? Because if yeah. you're not even if we're not even allowing our employees to know that we have an approach, we're thinking about it. Mm-hmm. People in the absence of clarity, confusion is going to be there. And so that call for, like, hey, wherever you're at, let's just make sure we're having an open and good conversation with our employees and making that pathway to some of those right choices available. So Tyler, what about you as you work with businesses? What are you seeing? Yeah, I love that lead-in, right? Because communication is one of the biggest keys to making sure your employees know what's out there. But with well-being, being so individualized, right? I want to take a tailored approach and understand both the wants and the needs of the population, right? We get the people in the doors, we start to build that culture, but now what are they looking for? And then how can we also look at the needs from an organizational perspective and reduce some of the risks or the reduction of some chronic diseases? So it's again, supporting across that entire care continuum with your your best commodity, right? your employees and taking them into consideration. So I even go... How are you evaluating those programs? There's been a shift in the well-being world from your return on investment to the value of your investment. And now the next step is your value of caring. Are you making business decisions based off of how it's going to affect your employees and or your future business? That's, I would say, how we do it at M3 too. Our leadership takes our employees into consideration as well as our clients and how does it affect them? And then how do you provide those programmings across the the entire care continuum. If we're not helping provide for the root challenges our employees might face, so thinking Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? Transportation, food, shelter, clothing for their children. If we don't cover that, they're never going to take the next step and participate in any well-being program or chronic disease management program. So you almost have to take a step back, reevaluate how you're evaluating your program, and then build from that ground up. And then again, key piece is communicating the importance of why we're offering. Yeah. And what a great sort of, I think, reframe from, hey, hey, I'm going to make this investment. I'm going to spend X dollars. And so what am I getting to that? I love instead thinking about it like, hey, what's the return on care? Like yeah. how are employees feeling more healthy? How are they feeling more rewarded? How are they feeling like that's not necessarily going to be a number, mm-hmm. but instead you're going to see that show up in your Employee engagement scores, if that's something that you measure, you're going to see that show up in employee retention. You're going to see that show up in maybe even productivity, right? Don't think we need to sit here and make a case for, hey, 
his business is why you should invest dollars. I think you guys are very clearly and articulately making the case for this is the right thing to do. If you want to be a business that is able to differentiate itself when people are considering where they want to work. So thank you so much for these great answers. This has just been an awesome conversation. So as we close out this section of that conversation, I'm hoping that you can each share maybe just a piece of practical advice that you would want to encourage the listener of this podcast to think about. This is the one part that you want them to really pay attention to. So I'm hoping you can give that one piece of wisdom on this whole topic of workplace and employee wellness. What's one thing that you would want people to really just take away, grasp, and have as an action item? Tyler, I'll start with you. Yeah, I think my initial thoughts are really is take a look at your organization. Where do you want to be? And then look at the eight dimensions of wellness from a holistic standpoint and see how you can support those employees, maybe in one piece with each of them or pick two or three and focus in on that. To your point, let's walk before we run. We don't necessarily have to go straight to HRA and biometrics. Let's start with some small initiatives to get our employees to dip the toe in the water and then build from there, right? If we're going to ask or if we're going to survey, we're going to talk to the employees, let's listen first and then figure out what's the best next approach because well-being doesn't have to be expensive. My role in M3 is a value add. So anything you are offered from M3 as a service or program is free of charge. So allow your partners to to help you develop this and or bring some additional resources to the table. I'm not here to spend your money. I'm here to support you and build it out to the best program that aligns again with your employees and your organization's wants and needs. Love it. Love it. You and what about you? You're spending, you're in the you're at the front line of this sort of conversation each yeah. and every day, right? And so I'm super curious, what's your sort of call to action for our audience today? Yeah, my first one would be prioritize your own well-being. No matter mm. where you are, if you're in charge of these programs, if you're not in charge of any of these wellness programs, it start with yourself. Because yeah. I think prioritizing our own well-being is going to allow us to best then serve others. Add that value of care to yourself so you can best care for others. And then just as we've all been talking about, start small, start somewhere. From there, build consistency in those small things. And then from there, we can excel and thrive by leaning on the support system that we've built for that holistic approach of health, wellness, fitness, mental health, all of that. So I think that would be my practical takeaway. Yeah, it's such a wise comment. You and I've been thinking of an airplane, you require to put your own mask on before you can help somebody else. And so our, mm-hmm. our audience today is yeah. probably a lot of sort of business owners who are thinking, constantly waking up, thinking about their employees and their teams. And let's leave that thought with, hey, you got to take care of yourself. You can't build a great program if you're not in a great space yourself. And I love that sort of call to action. Man, what a wonderful conversation this has been. And as always, though, we're not quite done yet. So this is where I get to have some fun and, and we get to learn a little bit more even about our guests. And so this is our fastest break section. And so we'll do this round robin. I'll ask each of you a quick question, looking for your answer right off the top and super quick. So are you guys ready to dive in? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. All right. So Tyler's already given me a heads up that he can't possibly have one book. So Tyler, I'm going to ask this. What are the, maybe a couple of favorite books that you read in the last 12 months? Yeah. In the last 12 months, again, you're putting me on the spot because I... As a consumer of books, it was tough for me to really reduce it down. But I picked The Measure by Nikki Ehrlich, which is an interesting challenge to your thought process of 
what you would do in a specific scenario. So I would recommend just going, I don't want to give too much away, yeah. but it's amazing how much this decision impacts kind of society in general. And then the other one was Tales of Life in Music by Dave Grohl. So the lead singer of the Foo Fighters and his whole experience. And I love how he brings his children into it and how much his family is a major focal point with the trials and tribulations he went through with his previous bands, Nirvana, et cetera. Yeah, that's cool. You in favorite book that maybe you've read in the last 12 months? Yep. Mine was a reread of one of my favorite books, and that was All the Light We Cannot See by Anthony Dewar. I'm a big World War II guy, and it was just one of the most beautifully written books that I've read, centering around a blind girl in France during World War II. Wow. Awesome recommendations, guys. Okay, let's complete this sentence for me. Leadership to you is... Tyler? I went back and forth on this, Matt. It's a tough one, but leadership to me is a skill set that has to be continually polished and honed. I don't think you're ever done developing as a leader. So I think you're always learning and processing and thinking about how you could be a better leader. Love it. You and what about you? Leadership is. Yeah, love that too. Empowering others to achieve a specific goal by giving them opportunities to learn, grow, and thrive. Love it. Okay the most impactful coaching advice that both of you as coaches have ever received. Tyler. Mine is listen to understand, not to respond. Love that. And what about you? You cannot be fully present if you are not truly proud of your own presence. Well, that's it. Back at Japan's out, everybody. Write that one down. Okay. Your favorite podcast that you would recommend to our audience. Tyler. Joe Rogan experience is probably the one I go to because I just love his, I would say the eclectic people he has on his shows, everything from astrophysicists to MA fighters, you name it. I just, I love his approach and he's, I think he's been fairly true to even his start. So I'd say Joe sure. Rogan. Got it. You and what about you? Favorite podcast you'd recommend? Mine is Happy Place by Fern Coffin. And it's a very human mental health kind of topic which is great. Lots of famous stars opening up more about their own lives. Love that. Love that. You can't live without it app on your phone. Tyler? I, I, I got two. So Audible from listening to books while I've got some shield time and then Strava because I'm a, a metrics type of person when it comes to physical activity. So tracking my cycling, my running, just seeing where I am in, in comparison to my goals for the year. Awesome. You and what about you? I would have to be Instagram. Love it. Love it. By, okay. have, by most utilized apps, Instagram would be my number. So. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Tyler, last thing you did that truly scared you? Outside of becoming a parent, it was biking down the death road in Bolivia. Oh, man. Okay. The answer to this question, you guys, in the last few episodes of the podcast have been truly incredible. Uh, what about you? Last thing that truly scared you? I was just, yeah, hoping to open a new gym, starting that new adventure. Yeah, yeah. And it's turned, look how awesome it's turning out for you guys. So that's incredible. Okay. Thank if you, you had to give a TED Talk, what would be its title, Tyler? This goes back to some comments we made earlier. You, version 2.0, how to maximize your potential. Love that. You and what about you? Very similar. Prioritizing you, how to win life. Love, Love it. it. I would definitely watch both of those TED Talks, guys. But hey, thank you so much for doing the fastest break with us. And before we close, if we have people 
who've listened today and this topic has resonated with them. They'd love to connect with you. Can you share where they can find out more about how to connect and engage with you both? So you and why don't you go first? Yep. So if we're on social media, my handle is UNFinlater underscore personal training. You could also look at my gym, CrossFit Mojo. Otherwise, email would be a great way. I'd love just to help out on any of those topics that we described. And that is UN at CrossFitMojo.com. Perfect. Tyler, what about you? And so you can find me on LinkedIn, Tyler Stunnebeck, as well as on m3ins.com. If you search under the people directory, Tyler, I'm one of three, only one with Stunnebeck last name. Perfect. Perfect. Listen, you and Tyler, thank you so much for being willing to join on the fast break with us today for sharing your insights and wisdom with the audience of what is an incredibly relevant and valuable topic. And I've loved our conversation. I really appreciate it. Thank you for allowing us to participate and the users. Thanks for listening in and we appreciate your support. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks, you guys. This has been Fast Break, presented by M3 Elevate, where we talk with high-impact business leaders and share strategies that you can use to grow and protect your business. And remember, don't settle for an insurance and benefits agent who only plays defense. You need an advisor, a partner, a friend, who helps you play offense too. That's us. Like what you heard? Well, don't forget to subscribe. You'll find bonus content and more episodes at m3ins.com slash m3elevate and anywhere where you find your podcasts. And if you're a business owner or leader with insights to share, give us a shout. We'd love to hear from you. We might even love to have you on the show. This is Fast Break, presented by M3 Elevate. I'm Matt Cranny. And we'll see you next time.